Welcome to Barons and Bond Podcast, episode 21, with your hosts, Corey and Diego Berenson. Hello, Diego. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Did you just eat a donut? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just had coffee, so we're... Yeah. Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. That's called... You know what that's called? It's called a brain fart. You ever heard your brain fart? No. Well, you just did. It's real. We're going to leave that on. We have a guest today, which I'm super happy to have here. He is one of my closest friends from when I was a kid. Super close with his family, who continues to help us right now. And he's one of the funniest people I know. Welcome to the show, Mr. Chris John Gonzalez. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, it's good to be here, here back in... Uh, South, South, South Austin. Super South Austin. Super <laughs> South Austin. Uh, like I said, it's it's good. Good to uh, be here. I'm feeling good. I got some coffee in me. Ate breakfast. So, you know, I'm good to go. I'm you had lit. A, you had an Austin breakfast, which means tacos. Tacos. You like tacos? Yeah. I, I think everybody likes. If you are from Austin or live in Austin, you have to like tacos. It's, and, if, and if you don't, I don't trust you. I, true. There's people who say they don't like tacos. I'm like, oh, sorry. I don't think I'm going to. I can't be cool with you. They're just. You can't trust them. Yeah, straight up. I'm just playing. You can trust who you want. So, Diego, we were kids when we met each other. I'll tell you. You tell me if I'm right. This is how I remember meeting Chris. We're at Betacheck Middle School. We're in the seventh grade. I think it's math class. You can confirm that or not. Is that Ms. Garza? I don't know. It was one class with all the windows on the left side, whatever that was. Anyways, I'm sitting there in my own world, not paying attention to the teacher. I'm not listening. I already read the page. She said, read whatever pages. I already did that. I don't want to hear you talk about it. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm just looking down, staring at feet because I'm so bored. And I'm looking at these super sweet, ah, the coolest gray and black Asics shoes. <laughs> and I'm looking at these shoes, I'm like, man, those shoes are so cool. Because at this phase in my life, I'm wearing pro wings. And those wings were super pro. They were so pro, they were wannabe pro wings. Let me let me break this down. Pro wings are fake versions of nice shoes. So if Nike has a cool shoe, Pro Wings will make a copy of it that kind of looks like it and it costs a third of the price. So Nike will have a $70 shoe, Pro Wings will have a $5 shoe at Payless. And we're not talking about chicken wings, Pro Wings. So yeah, not chicken wings. And so People caught on to, oh, people are buying Pro Wings. So then they had another brand. I don't even know what it was called. It looked kind of like the Pro Wings. Like the Pro Wings. <laughs> it was maybe like a so really close Pro Wing. Yeah, but super close Pro Wing, but probably just solid petroleum, just terrible for you, just straight acid soaking into your feet. Anyway, so I had those, and I'm looking at these Asics like, man, those are cool. While I'm staring at these shoes, I don't realize, well, there's a person – wearing the shoes they're not just on the floor and so chris is looking at me like dude why are you staring at me for so long he looked at me like are you still staring at my feet he made a crazy face i was like oh my gosh i didn't 
I didn't realize I was staring at your shoes that like, long. This dude's straight just checking my <laughs> shoes out. Like, come on, man. Like, you're making my shoes feel uncomfortable. So, is that what you remember? Or is... Or... I'm trying to think about those ASICs because I think I do, I do remember having those ASICs uh, back at Benichek. But, man, I remember, like, m- meeting Corey and you had those cons on. Those Converse. <laughs> <laughs> He had these black Converse on. Well, oh, Converse? They, well, they were black on day one. Wait, you had Converse? <laughs> they were more. You had Converse? Well, they, yeah, let Chris It was kind of like they were black, but he had wore them out so much that they started turning gray. <laughs> and so the black was wearing out. They weren't Chuck Taylors, <laughs> but it was something. Like, it, they, I remember it was a Converse, and I was like, dang. <laughs> Big old fat. Arrow with the yeah, star like was an extra big. And then uh, the star on the side. I was like, okay. Well, Corey, you, you know, we had a couple of classes together. And, you know, there was a couple of friends of us that we uh, we all hung out. And I remember one time, Corey got, your dad got so mad one time. I was, uh, I had these little pieces of, bu- of bubble gum. And I was throwing them at people. Uh, like people who were just kind of. I don't know if they were falling asleep or what they were doing in class, but I think I got Corey and Rolando. You remember oh, Rolando? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was, so I had this little piece of uh, bubble gun. I'm rolled it up like a ball, and I was like, "Hey, man!" I think I was trying to get his attention, and it accidentally went in his hair. I don't know if it was you or Rolando's <laughs> hair, and I was like, "Do you know how hard it is to get gum out of somebody's hair? It's hard." I was like, but that was one of you know the memories that I I remember about your dad and. Besides all the other uh, a thousand fun times that we had, <laughs> really good times though. But yeah, it was definitely. Um, I wonder why you have no hair. <laughs> he, got, he got so much gum. Uh, I tell you, it's, yeah, it's the gum. That's why I gotta cut it so tight. It's too much gum. That's, uh, that's how you get the gum out so easy, man. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> super fun, super fun. But we had like. The best times at Betacheck. That's where it's where it all started at. Where they filmed Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Do you remember we came back? So Dazed and Confused was filmed there over the summer. Yes. We came back to the next grade and the whole school was repainted. It looked all different. Way different. And I just thought, wow, this is a cool school. I didn't realize they filmed that movie there until like... A lot of years later, when someone else told me, and I said, oh, they said, oh, this was filmed at Betacheck Middle School. Betacheck Middle and School. Then, it was and then it clicked, super oh, fun. That made sense. Over there. And everybody, you know, that was kind of like our school's name, you know, fame. It was like, oh, well, my school was uh, in Days to Confuse. So, you know. So it was a movie that's famous movie. for the line, and you'll probably still hear it forever. When Matthew McConaughey said, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. That'll make sense later. We'll show it to you. Yeah, yeah. You'll, when you're you'll ready, when you're old enough. We'll break them in with the paddle. Oh, no, not the paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing is, because we met each other when we were kids, when we see each other, I still see a young Chris and Chris has to ignore my bald head and pretend that I'm still young Corey. <laughs> a young Corey with hair, you know, with a little bit more hair, but you know, we can draw those in, right? Yeah, you just you just sketch it. Yeah. Yeah, it was curly back then. 
He had some. He had some hair, man. I'm not talking about the hair on his chest either. Yeah, it might, no. have, it might have just came from I, up here and yeah, fell what down. What it does is it, it sucks back inside your head and it pops, and it out, pops of your out, chest. out of your chest. <laughs> yep, something something along those lines. Well, yeah, we had um, we had a lot of good times, man. It was it was fun, and you can never forget those times because they're so funny. So we used to video uh, tape everything with the um, the camcorder, a giant camcorder. And this thing was like. Putting a big old box like a VCR he on your no, shoulder. He, he doesn't know what a VCR is. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to find out what a VCR is. Uh, imagine um, you put a giant modem, <laughs> <laughs> a modem uh, on your a nineteen nineties modem. Yes, he doesn't know what a modem is. Oh yeah, well we're gonna have to break everything's that. everything's wefi now. Wefi, you know what wefi is? Yeah. Okay. okay, how about a printer? You know the printer over there? Yeah. Yes. Okay, imagine putting the printer on your shoulder. On your shoulder. Just to make a video. You know, like the camera guy when he's following people and he's chasing them. He's Then the camera guy, he's running and he's got this big old thing on his shoulder. <laughs> That's what we had back then. And we would film everything. Everything. We'd try to make funny videos just like you are trying to think about making funny videos. But we would go but out the phone. to the neighborhood with this camera and start filming stuff. It was so funny. I think we even went to Taco Bell with these wigs on one time. We did. Wigs and Hawaiian shirts. That was that was crazy yes. in our in our juvenile minds. How crazy. We were adolescents <laughs> at the time. It was a good time. But yeah, we had um <laughs> one memory every day real quick that I remember is um so it was we we're eating pizza at my house. It was, I had him uh, spend the night. I think it was probably like seventh or eighth grade, and I had him spend the night. It might have been like eighth or ninth. I don't know. But uh, him, your dad, and Mike Frankenhauser, mm-hmm. Michael Von Frankenhauser. Remember that name too? Um, <laughs> don't remember it. Don't remember it. But <laughs> it was uh, they were spending the night at my house, so I had these little pizzas. Do you remember the little personal circle? pan pizzas? The personal pizzas. And so they had a lot of cheese on it, and then they had <laughs> they had a lot of cheese, and they had pepperonis. <laughs> so we were eating those pizzas, and uh, so we're sitting at the front table, and it's we're kind of late at night, and we're trying not to be so loud because my parents are asleep. And so your dad's like, "Hey, oh dang, my stomach's hurting," and I'm like, "Dude, our pizzas are about to be ready." And he's like, my stomach's hurt, man. So <laughs> your dad was known for blowing up the restaurant. I don't know if he still is, but, you know, back then it is like, hey, I'll poop wherever. <laughs> Anyways, so he goes to the restroom, comes back. And so when he was in the restroom, me and uh, Frankenhauser lifted his pizza was ready. We're like, hey, bro, your pizza's ready. We were yelling that from the kitchen and, and you know, I'm like, hey. So he took about five more minutes. So we got his pizza, lifted up the cheese and the pepperonis real nice and neat. And we had some, the red pepper flakes. We had some red pepper flakes. <laughs> Open up about two or three packages. Two or three packages. <laughs> two or, was it two or three? And then we sp- sprinkled it all on the inside under the cheese. I think we even put mustard in there. Mustard on this pizza. (laughs) And then we put the cheese back over it with the pepperonis and 
<laughs> made it look really nice. Like, he couldn't even tell anything, right? So he comes out and he's, he's like, oh, that felt so good. <laughs> so, so good right now. So we're sitting at the table, me and my car, and we're just kind of like waiting for your dad to eat this, to take a bite of his pizza. <laughs> he takes his first bite. He's like, ah, this is hot. <laughs> 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 me and me and Mike are cracking up because he he bit into this pizza that's like super spicy, just got out of the oven, has mustard on it, maybe a, maybe a little bit, and it was so funny. But he still ate it like a champ. He was like, <laughs> he's like, give me some water. <laughs> yes, this is super funny. That was that was a good time. But me and my, you know. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's the what first I was one of. <laughs> when they're waiting for the guy to bite into the hamburger with all the chilies in it, and they're like, <laughs> super hilarious. But I think my mom was like, doo, doo, doo. Quiet down over there. We were just, we couldn't have stopped. <laughs> Wait, how, how that. did she say it? Do, do, do. Quiet down over there. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun times, man. We had a lot of good times. A lot of good times. Even in the brat. Does he know about the brat? The uh, brat I don't know if I showed you pictures of my first car. Wait, I think it's you, not really a car. You told me it was a and it's not really a truck. It was kind of like a, a hot wheel. Oh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> it's a soup nineteen seventy nine. P faded P yellow Subaru you kept brat. On- Okay. <laughs> it was like a Bart Simpson. I yellow. thought you were gonna say another car because you kept on telling me Zoop, all the cars you had. I'm like, which one was the no, first? No, I've one? had a string of terrible cars. There's no a this Chevy is... Camaro that was really okay. So I didn't. So I the Chevy Camaro. Camaro I used to call Smokey because it just Ooh. burned oil like a madman. <laughs> so I said, "Come on, Smokey, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next stoplight." <laughs> okay, listen. So if I had to go on a long drive, this is bad. Don't have a bunch of bad cars like me. So wait, before we get to Smokey, so the Brat was terrible. The Brat the Tat Tat was tiny. It was faded yellow. It had a golf ball shifter. It was atrociously ugly. It was painfully ugly. All wheel drive though. It was all wheel drive. It did four wheel drive to go to swimming holes. We were talking about the Rat a Tat Tat. Rat a Tat Tat on okay. that back. So the point of all these fun stories, Diego is. That what when I hang out with Chris, I reminded to not take life so serious and to have fun, and we just joke, and we kind of forget about all the seriousness of being an adult and adulting and being <laughs> serious face. And I'm trying to be responsible and take care of you and take care of the house and take care of the yard and the dogs yes. and the misses and my daughter and my friends and my job and blah blah blah. Sometimes you just gotta laugh, man, and just let it go. I see Chris, I'm like, hey. Remember that time I spit a giant loogie on the floor and it was there for 10 months in school? And we're like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm sorry, Nathaniel. Nobody stepped on it. Nathaniel Brown, I'm so sorry about that book. <laughs> you went to the bathroom at the wrong time. <laughs> we were at the at the beach trip. I was telling somebody because uh-huh. something someone like, you know, kind of cleared their throat. Like, <clears throat> With Betachek? No, no, no. Just we were just on a trip and someone just did that. <clears throat> and uh-huh. I was like. 
I got a story for y'all. <laughs> so, so what happened was Chris was there that day. Sometimes when you get sick, and I told you, you'll feel, you kind of have a little bit of congestion, but once in a while, you'll do a tiny, <clears throat> and, and what happens is a golf ball size chewy gelatinous ball of loogie loogie appears in your mouth yes <laughs> all of a sudden and you have to get rid of this thing and it's gross it's pretty nasty it's like green so and, yeah. the first time i spit it on the floor and the cleaning people never could get it off the floor <laughs> so it so me and chris would look at it every day and go man that thing's still there still there <laughs> so then when it happened again uh, just yeah, I just did a little, <clears throat> and then I was like, "Oh my god, that giant, gross, disgusting loogie!" I mean, a big, chewy—you can chew it like bubble gum. It's gross. So Nathaniel had gone to the bathroom, and his desk was right next next to my desk, and his book was open, just it, almost inviting the loogie to be placed carefully between the pages. So I grabbed his book, brought it over to me. Just released the Luigi, <laughs> Luigi in the page. It was a giant one, so it did a little. <laughs> closed the book, slid it back on Mr. Nathaniel's desk. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Brown. And waited for his return. Now the problem, the problem was, I was hoping the teacher would kind of, hey, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Go to the next page. She was still talking about that same page number. And I'm like, we're supposed to be on the next page so he won't know. But he came back and he had to open it back to the same page. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, Nathaniel. And I had to just not react. I just normal face. I'm sorry. I was That was the wrong thing to do. I'm telling you that was not nice. But it's funny now. But <laughs> you should, I mean, the look on his face was pretty awesome. Yes. <laughs> the confusion, the anger, oh. the wonder, <laughs> the amazement. I think it was more confused, confusion and amazement as far as how could somebody do this to me? Because <laughs> Nathaniel was the nicest person in the world. He was pretty nice. He was super nice to everybody. I just didn't know. I was just like, well, yeah. We just do dumb things, so don't don't do that. That wasn't cool. Sorry, Nathaniel. <laughs> we love it, man. So, Chris, I wanted to ask you yes. to share with Diego because he's learning that all different types of people do different jobs and your life goes on this meandering, crazy path, right? Definitely. Why? So, two questions. Why did you join the Air Force and what did you learn from it that helped you learn about yourself like what did you learn most about yourself going through that whole military journey well i man so i've always thought really high of the military um it kind of started off when we moved to austin back in 1985 from alvin texas um alvin texas small little country redneck town uh it's it's very small. So we're moving from Alvin to Austin. And in Austin has an Air Force base. Did you used to, did you know that? Did I ever tell you about that? Austin used to have where the airport's at? That used to be an Air Force base back in the day. So me and my dad 
would go and park alongside the fence right there on 183 and we would watch the planes come in like the uh the SR71 blackbirds what? and uh the the jet planes it was really cool so i always thought that was that was really awesome and i've always you know i was like man it's like i want to maybe you know every like little kid wants to fly something eventually one day i that's how i felt my mentality was you know it's like oh i want to do something like that with a plane well i was living at home and you know i was just working and i i felt like i needed some discipline in my life so um i was like okay well i had i think i was at 205 pounds dude what you got that heavy uh yes i let myself get to 205 pounds and so i was like okay i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna go join the air force i was like you know what i need something different in my life i'm working insurance uh i need something i want to i wanted to travel the world okay i wanted to see you know different countries besides just you know being here in North America. So I wanted to go see other places. I wanted to travel. I wanted to um, meet new people, which I definitely did. And I mean, you still getting a steady paycheck, you know, if you're in the, uh, if you're in the air force and you have great benefits, you have to listen to orders all the time. But I just thought it was really good that, um, that I joined the Air Force because I wanted more discipline in my life and I wanted to challenge myself a little bit more to um, to do things that I probably would never have thought about doing. So wait, to get in, how much weight did you have to lose? Uh, to get in, I had to get down to 165 pounds. So how'd you do it? So I had I did a lot of running, a lot of running, and you have to watch what you eat. So I was running... A mile and a half, like every other day. Wait, okay. What were you eating to get up to two hundred five? Uh, pretty much everything in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a at back then. It's, it's called a seafood diet. Have you ever heard of that diet? You know, they got the paleo diet, a keto diet, and all those other diets. So, so I was on a seafood diet. A diet. If you put uh, food in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. You see food, you eat it. Ugh. That's the <laughs> oh okay now it gets okay, okay. Click, click. <laughs> you get it. Now. That's what kind of diet I was on, and I wasn't taking care of myself, so I was like, oh, I need to do something. I need to do something with myself. And I was at a point in my life where discipline is going to start with me. Yeah. So you have to have that self discipline to lose all that weight. You like I had so much good food in front of me all the time, especially with a mom who cooks. Oh, I used to cook all the time, homemade food. And Grandma Alma cooks good. Tor- I don't know about tortillas, but she makes them really good. <laughs> migas. You ever had migas? And menudo. And yes, and all that good stuff. So I had, a, um, I was running a mile and a half all the time. Every day or every other day? About every other day. I was going to Ditmar to go play basketball, um, kind of just watching what I ate. I was getting good sleep. And the lady's like, I went... So I lost 10 pounds from 205. So I was at 195 when I went to talk to the recruiter and she was like, uh, with your height, you need to get down to 165. I was like, okay, uh, uh, cool. So they put me on a delayed entry program. Um, so I couldn't go in until I lost all the weight. Boom. Once I lost it, I had like 
two weeks from when I quit my job and then that was it. All right, I resigned from my for the insurance, took two weeks off, spend with my family, with my girlfriend uh, at the time, Solana. And then we I remember going to um, San Antonio for the weekend and then came back. And then that was I mean, that was it. It was tough. It was uh, walking off of that bus onto Lackland Air Force Base. So where where's that one? That's in San Antonio. Oh, okay. Yeah, basic uh, training for Air Forces in San Antonio, Lackland Air Force Base. Pretty scary stuff, man. It's, it's, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but it, once you get past basic training, everything's smooth sailing from there. And then I got shipped off to Germany for two years. So you went from basic straight to Rammstein? Basic to tech school, which is where you learn your job, which I, they were still at Lackland for me. Okay. So I stayed at Lackland a little bit longer. Then I went to Germany and then from Germany to New Mexico. Not the old Mexico, but New Mexico. The new one, the fresh new one. <laughs> yes, the fresh new one. And uh, I was stationed at Albuquerque. And then, you know, I think being in the Air Force really – it. It changes you as a person, you know, you have to, um, because you're constantly dealing with like time and orders and you have to keep a sharp appearance. Um, people see you in a uniform and they, they appreciate you a little bit more than, than a regular civilian, I guess you can say. Um, we'd go out to lunch and there were people that would pay for our lunches all the time. So it has a, you know, it has its, Perks in a military town. That's, you know, that's cool. I went all about it, but when you don't know who pays for your meal, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of, it, it feels pretty that's good. That's nice. It, it feels pretty good. Um, you know, just know that you're, you're appreciated. Um, but like you said, um, it changes you just, you know, so now when I got out, so I liked the Air Force. It was, it was cool. But once you get out, you, you have a little bit more freedom as a civilian. Um, but once you get out, you have that title as a veteran. And so everybody, you know, everybody's good towards the veterans, especially here in Texas. Um, Texas is a, is a pretty veteran friendly yeah. state and, you know, you have all these benefits, um, as a veteran and even on my license, it says veteran on there, which is kind of cool. So, you know, you go in or like, oh, boom. <clears throat> so it paid for your continuing education when you got back, right? Yes. I went to Texas State, you know, go Bobcats, boom. I did, actually went to ACC for two years. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember a funny story about ACC when I got out. Uh, in 2010, 2011, that January, I was already enrolled in college. I was like, man, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. And so I went to college and they're like, okay, you can find this on Blackboard and blah, blah, blah. So I'm looking around the class and I'm like, gosh, where's this Blackboard that they keep on, they keep on talking about? <laughs> so I'm looking around and I had to ask my classmate, I'm like, um, excuse me, but do you know where this Blackboard is that, I, that they keep on talking about there? Oh, yeah, Blackboard is online. You have to go on the Blackboard and create your login and do all this and that and so blackboard used to be the name for a chalkboard where a, a chalk teacher board. would write with chalk with a white chalk on a green board that's called oh, a blackboard yeah. it was really green but <laughs> chris being a dinosaur didn't realize it was yes. on, it was probably blackboard.com or something i was kind of like, like a, <laughs> they, a dinosaur gonzasaurus you ever heard of those 
Yeah, they're pretty rare. But um, anyways, you know, it, it was like, oh, brain fart. It's online. So it was, it, you know, going back to school at an older age is um, it's a little tougher because, you know, you, you miss all that stuff. Well, I should have paid attention to in school and did this and I did that. And it was tough. But I, I feel like the Air Force kind of prepares you for that mentality wise, you know, like the discipline of doing the homework. Yes. And staying, you know, definitely. And you, know, you grow as a person while you're in there, of course. Um, you know, it makes it's it's really it was really fun. I met a lot of friends um, and, you know, and a lot of different I met good people in a lot of different countries as well. Um, we traveled to Switzerland, Ireland, we went to Paris, Barcelona, um, a lot of good places. Um, but you know, there's no place like home. Home was, you know, home was where you make it. That was uh, Germany was my home for a little bit. Albuquerque was my home. Now I'm back home in Austin. You know, this is where it all started. Not really started, but you know, mostly where it started. And so, here I am teaching at my old middle school, so, which is super cool. The school that we went to. <clears throat> yeah. So Chris graduated from college after military with his degree, went back to be a teacher. You're the ROTC teacher. Yes. Junior at, ROTC at a, teacher. So at the school where I met him, he's now the military teacher, ROTC. What does it stand for? It's uh, a junior reserve officer training corps, but. Reserved Officer Training Course. Um, Court? Yes, but it's the Betachek Junior Marine Corps program. Oh, Junior B- Marine Corps. BJMC. It's pretty cool, man. It's, um, you know, it's different. It's in uh, where Miss Dixon's room used to be. I don't remember that. The home ec <laughs> teacher. Um, I have a class down there. It's I have like almost 100 students. Pretty cool. 100. And what do you like? What do you teach them? As far as what's uh, the what's so the what's the goal of the class? Like the goal is to just be a leader of the not only the school but to be a leader in your community as well. Because um, you you know it it's a lot of discipline in my class. Like the first two weeks, it's kind of like I put them through a, a, like a mini boot camp. Oh, cool! And if you if you get past those two weeks, then you're golden. You're I mean you're good to go. It's tough, you know. I, and I tell them at the beginning, it's like, hey. It's going to be tough, but it's fun. Um, if you make it past the first two weeks, then you're good. And we, you know, we go over a lot about the, uh, the Marine Corps history. Um, we go over the uniform. Um, we do like drilling with rifles. Um, they're fake rifles. Um, and then we have a, a mud run at the end of the year. So. It's kind of like an obstacle course, and we get it real muddy, and the, the cadets, they work on it. Um, they build it? It was, yes. It's kind of been handed down to me from the previous uh, teacher, but I they do all the work. They do all the digging. They dig holes. They do everything. And so when the time comes, we have a bunch of tires, and we make it look really cool like an obstacle course, and the kids love it. You know, they, um, they, you know, the cadets go through first. And then this year we did it as a fundraiser, uh, for like $5 to, uh, to their other students. 
Oh, nice. Who wanted to uh, participate. So everybody was muddy that day. It was pretty cool. And then it ended up raining. So it was uh, extra muddy. Ex- uh, yes. By that time, we were all done. Um, but it gets really muddy. So like the tough, that tough mudder or mm-hmm. like the Spartan races, you get like muddy kind of like that. It's not that long. You know, it's just, it's tough though. It's really. Tell I we- did a, mud- a mud race. Yesterday. Sunday. We did yesterday. it yesterday morning at the Cliff Bar Kids Challenge. Oh, really? Did you get up. super muddy? Tell them about the whole course. Well, it's a mile long. So, do you know the bread basket over there? Uh, it's like from there and then back. Ah. And they had, I think, 12 obstacles. What was your favorite one? The... The slide? They had a, you know, they had the, you know, crawl under the net in the mud. Then they had, you know, climb over the rock walls, uh-huh. you know, go sideways in the slide rock wall. Slide into mud, slide, muddy water. Slide into muddy water pool. Oh, wow. Well, it's Cargo not like, net. It's not like mud. It's just water with But at mud. the bottom was mud. The very last, last thing was, was where you got muddy. super muddy because it's like a low net uh-huh. in yeah. mud. Yeah. So they're, they're going to say like, oh, if you try not to turn, get muddy, you're going to get was, muddy right now for the finish line. was... <laughs> Yellow, and then it turned brown after. <laughs> <laughs> little, little brown, huh? But we hadn't done one together. It was super fun. That's cool. So that's cool. You do it for the kids, and they get to build it. They, you know, they take pride it. in that. They look. This is something that they look forward to at the end of the year. Yeah, because that could be a giant fun fundraiser for the whole community. It could. It could. You know, I, um, I think the hard. It's you know. Some of, them, some of my cadets go through like seven or eight times. Some of the students do. <laughs> Just keep and, going. Yes. but uh, And they have to do like five push-ups before they start. So what you can do is get a partner. And then so you're going up against two other people. And so you have to jump over the double walls. And then you go through a big old pit. And then you got to run through some tires. And then the middle trench is the toughest one. Because you have to low crawl all the way through on your... Uh, you're pretty much on your stomach and you're low crawling all the way through there on your elbows. And, and that's like all in mud. And it's all in mud. And they dug it. They dug it out. That's cool. Yes. It's a lot of hard work, but, you know, it pays off. It, it's fun. The kids like it. Uh, the teachers um, do it as well. <laughs> so you see some of your your favorite <laughs> teachers get out there and uh, get muddy. Uh, there was one teacher. He did a cannonball at the last um it's a really big crater. It's like almost looks like a bomb came in, you know, exploded and left this huge crater uh, because the, they dug it out and we filled it up with water. And one of the teachers came in uh, and he did a cannonball right inside. He was like, cannonball. <laughs> Boom. It was I mean, they have a lot of fun, too. You know, it's something that um, everybody looks forward to at the end of the year and. We sold some pizza and some waters and chips. And did you put chili flakes in the pizzas? Uh, we did not put any chili flakes in this pizza um, that I'm aware of, but you know, it's a possibility. <laughs> what? But yeah, that's uh, so. That's that's my take on you know. And so, is it all grades? It's sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. So you have all every grade. I have every grade. Yes. So. What is it like seeing an awkward seventh grader the same age where we met each other <laughs> that now you're a grown up looking at seventh graders? What what I, is that like? I see us in a lot of my students. It's funny because they're um 
the sixth graders that you know they seem so innocent. Yeah. But then when they get to seventh grade, you're like, I see how you are, you little punk. (laughs) Um, But you know they're all really good students. But everybody's you know they they kind of take on their own personality, and I see a lot of our personality in some you know some of the students that I I come across, and um, you know it's just funny. Because working back with uh, Coach Romero, you know, he's still there. No way. He's still there. Isn't he like 962 years old? I don't know. The same coach that was there when we were kids is still there. He's still there. Is he in a wheelchair? Is he have a bionic He's actually doing pretty good. He's, uh, (laughs) he's, hats off to Coach Romero. He's, um, I think he might be in San Diego right now, but he's, he's, uh, He's leading it, man. Everybody respects him, and all the P. You know, if you're in PE, it's you know, Coach Romero, Coach Romero. Well, good for him for being in shape. That's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's still kicking it over there, and you know, he's. I think he's the the longest person there at Betacheck. I think maybe going on like thirty years or something. Thirty years. Yeah. Doing the PE. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, <clears throat> he's having a good time, but yeah, you know, it's. It's just fun to be back with some of your old teachers that used to teach you or coaches, you know, because I felt like the coaches had the biggest impact on us. You know, when you go in, you don't really have a coach. You do have kind of you have a teacher eh, and like PE teacher in uh, elementary. But when you get to middle school, you know, they there's there's coaches. I was like, oh, you know, Coach Hauser. We had Coach Garza, Coach Romero. And, you know, Coach Hauser would come out doing the bushwhackers that, you know, oh, yeah. that wrestling oh, yeah. move, you know, <laughs> and then he'd do the little, the little hand thing. He had this, if you look at it, it's on, he said it's on YouTube, but like, I don't know. He did, I, I don't know what he's doing, but he did this little thing where he'd like snap and yeah, pop and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, those guys are, uh, I feel like made a, had a big influence on on our lives at that time kind of like hey if you're doing wrong then okay you're not going to pay for it you know i'm not going to write you up or give you a referral but i'm going to make you work for it physically you know so is that why you wanted to go back is because they had a big impact like that figure had a big impact on you and you get to now go back and have do an that impact for the kids on, exactly these, exactly yeah. you know it's kind of like a circle yeah you, where it come, you know you come back around and it, that's that's exactly how i feel now you know it's uh and you yeah. got to go, get to live some life, got to do some traveling, see some places, traveling. share some experience. That's why I love doing this podcast with Diego because, you know. It's fun. Uh, I look, I, you know, when you turn, you're about to turn 40, you stare hard in the mirror. Oh, and I'm definitely. like, man, what have I been doing? And then I've been doing a lot. So I wanted to give him the download and share with them because I've had a lot of experiences to Start telling him about. Yes. Show him how to just These sit down. These experiences right out. here. And you get to learn about dad that you probably didn't even know. And things. I forget because your memory, like yes. I was saying earlier, is so fallible and slippery. And Very. you think, you think like, I notice I, you remember what you, what you want to remember, mm-hmm. how you want to remember it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you'd be in the middle of telling some story and someone would be like, no, I was there. That's a hundred percent wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. That's uh, I sorry. remember this wrong, bro. Here's my favorite question when I meet people. Sometimes my favorite conversation starter. 
Hey, what'd you do yesterday? <laughs> I love it. You know why I love it? Why? Because first, the first thing somebody will say is, or they'll think or say, like, that's kind of a lame question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then after a minute, they realize they don't remember uh, yesterday. <laughs> so good luck remembering 10, 15, 20 years eat? ago. Yesterday, did you what? Hey, what'd you do yet? Like, just you, you're talking about the mud race. You're like, wait, when did that happen? It was yesterday. <laughs> and then, you know, you can I try to ask somebody what they did, what they ate yesterday, and they probably couldn't tell you unless they're disciplined and they know exactly discipline. what they eat. That's what it takes a like, lot of discipline. I could probably tell you what I ate because I know what I eat, I know what I eat, and I'll know what I want. Let's see. Diego, how are you doing? You got a party to go to. You know what we can do? Diego, you are going to go to a party. Me and Chris can hang out for a little bit longer. You want to do that? Party time. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, tell Mr. Chris, thank you for coming. Thank you. Sweet, man. And he'll come back for dinner. I think we'll stay and we'll talk it up for a little bit longer, but I'll let release you to go Thanks get for having for me, dude. Okay. All right, man. Give me some love. Be safe. Pick your clothes for the party. Uh, are they going to have a piñata there? Are they going to have a piñata? I don't know. Make sure you get a lot of candy. Okay. All right. Over and out. Diego's out of here. Okay, out. we can talk smack about him now. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing on time? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm cool. good. I got I got nothing to do. I'm on vacation. You're, just chill. You're, on, you're a teacher, dude. You get... Do you really get two months off strong? Like you don't have uh, to go. Like you don't have to go in at all, or do you go in? I'm just going kinda... to some training, man. And uh, at the end, kind of towards the end of July, in San Antonio. Um, but and that's uh, like normal teacher training, or is it ROTC? Uh, it's my first year doing this training, but it's um, it's pretty. It should be all right. And then right after that was when we go to um, Playa. Ooh, yeah. Back to Playa del Carmen. Back to Playa. So, yeah, it's, it should be a pretty busy um, in in the July before I go back. Did you ever see that fire show they do right there on the beach in Playa? In Playa? No. Yeah, right there. There's a big kind of historic thing right there on the coast. And they'll do, you know, they'll dress up in the traditional shells and all the headdresses and do a big fire dance at night. Is that where the big old pole's at right there? It's kind of right off that main strip. You know, everybody, that little know. walking shopping. Mm-hmm. What is the name of that street? Shit. Whatever it is. With all the shopping. Like every like tiny street. I know it, yeah. You know, whatever, Fifth Street or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The beach right in front of there. Okay. There's, there's a giant, you know, rock thing with some kind of structure mm-hmm. where they do the dance. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there was something, man. Uh, it was like a big old pole, and these guys went up there and. Oh, uh, the one, the one in Tulum where they spin upside yeah, down. Yeah, there you go. I think that that's one. Tulum. I'm thinking about. Yeah, there, we saw a bunch of cool stuff over there, man. They have like the Cirque du Soleil right across. What? From uh, at our resort, it's part of the. It's connected to the resort where we stay at, and it's right across the street. But I haven't gone to go check it out. I don't know. Maybe I can go check it out. Go check it out. I probably will, man. You know, it's my second time over there, so it should be pretty cool. What about the turtles down in Aquamall? Oh uh, man, I didn't. I didn't really see any turtles over there. Did you go? Mm-mm. 
So I heard. So I heard. We had some friends go down there. So Akamal is just south of, uh, not Playa. I think it's just south of Playa. A Playa. I think so. It's really close to there. Okay. It's A K A M U L. Anyways, you go to that beach mm-hmm. and there's little guides. It's like Turtle Beach. And they take you straight out with some floaties oh. or some little, you know, life rings and they take you about 50 to 100 meters out. Mm-hmm. And then you just take your snorkel and you just dive straight down and the water's so clear. They say you can just swim down a little bit and then you see all the turtles swimming. But we did some snorkeling, right man. I want to say we saw some turtles. Maybe. I don't know if we did. I can't even remember. We saw I, we went snorkeling and we saw a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think we saw like a is that a barracuda? It was a barracuda. Those things are pretty uh, scary, pretty intimidating, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, fish, no teeth, fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he like, <"Bruh." laughs> yeah, I think he came up and he said something like uh something something. I was like, all right, man. But I looked, I was like, oh, that looks like a a fish with teeth. So like, let me go ahead and go this way, man. But I think they like shiny stuff or something. Like, I don't know. Did you take off all your diamonds? I took off all my ice. You know, I had like um, 24 karat uh, chain on and, you know, um, took off my, my carrots on my ears and my nose ring. And yeah, that way I couldn't attract them. Yeah. Because I didn't, you know, can't be eaten alive or something like that. Yeah. That's why I didn't wear, but I have a, a diamond shirt. It's just made out of diamonds. Mm-hmm. I you know I can't wear oh, that. Oh, kind of like uh, bedazzled. It's like a bedazzled. Bedazzled, but with with yeah, like real rhinestone, rhinestones. Like, yeah, yeah. I got I got you. It's, it's a twenty two million carat shirt. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of pricey. Those are those are pretty nice shirts, man. I think you can get those at like the the Fosachi store or something. Yeah, those are right next to the Pro Wing store. Yes, <laughs> there's, Fo- <laughs> there's Pro Wings, Fosachi. Fosachi Pro Ring, uh, Pelesi. There's, there's Luigi Vuitton. Luigi, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and then there's fun, man. yeah, and there's the Channel Store, the Channel, <laughs> right next to the uh, Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we uh, we have fun down there. Last last year it'll be or this year it'll be a uh, more family, so it'll be fun. There'll be a lot of family this time. A, a lot of family went a couple years ago. And then me and my parents just went last year. But this year, uh, the resort is called Vidanta, V-I-D-A-N-T-A. Okay. So it's a new one? I guess so. It's It looks kind of fairly newish, but it's, man, when you go down to Playa del Carmen, you know, you go down that, that main highway right there and you see all the resorts, you know, they're all labeled. Some of them are, are armed with. You know, the uh, federales or who, you oh, know, yeah. the, the, the policia, you know, it's kind of crazy, man. But, you know, you never, I, you know, I didn't, it's like, it's crazy. You didn't have armed guards, you know, on the, yeah. on the perimeter. It's like, what's going on over there? I do ever, like, I never felt scared or afraid. Oh, but, never. But when you see armed guards, you think, oh, should I be paranoid all the time? Exactly. I don't, I try not to live in fear, man. Like, if something happens, it happens, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, so it's like, they they must have some really serious stuff going on yeah. to have some armed guards, but uh, it's, you know, it's cool, man. I, I, like I said, I, we go down there um, with intentions of having, you know, good times. 
just that family bonding. It's yeah, important. man. And then, you know, everything else, how that negative energy is just kind of like, you, you just you can't forget that there's a, a, you know, there's nice water right around the corner from you. And yeah. So you can, you know, just go chill out and hang out, man. Get away from all that negative stuff. Yeah. Just taking time to appreciate everything we got is, you know, on the regular, like the other day getting, I was getting mad at myself Mm -hmm. for getting mad. And then I got (laughs) mad at myself for getting mad about being mad at myself for being mad. But were you mad though? But I was, I was upset. And then I was like, well, I, what's going on? Like I'm supposed to be chill and I'm trying to be calm and you, you try not to mess up, you know, it's a trip. Like we were kids and now you're in my house talking to my kid. Yeah. It's weird. It's It's cool. It's cool. But it's like, it's trippy. Yeah. You know, that's the reality, man. The reality of it, you know, you come back and everybody's got their own little thing going on. But I'm proud of you for like, you know, we never know what we're going to be. What are you going to be when you grow up? I never in a million years. (laughs) I didn't even have an idea. What a thought of being a teacher, you know, um, it's pretty cool. Appreciate it though, man. It's, it's uh, it's pretty rewarding, you know. It has its uh, its moments, but you know, if you can affect one life, then you know, just imagine, uh, you know, the other lives that you really don't know that you are affecting. Yeah. But you know that nobody's just really said anything to you about it. You know, I mean, you just kind of take it in, take it all in as a whole, and um, you know, because there's so much going on with, nowadays with the you know. With all these kids, man, and like everybody, you never you never know what what anybody's going through. So, um, you know, I I take that in consideration from last year mm-hmm. to this. You know, my second year just completed. Um, like the impact you're having, yeah, the impact, man, and mm-hmm. you know, the just the. I, I try to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, like, um, lenient. <laughs> Okay. I guess you can say, you know, because yeah. first year I was like, you know, you, you got to, you got to lay it down at, at the first, at, at the beginning of the school year, you have to set the tone. Right. Um, you have to let them know what your expectations are. Um, and you have to like set those in stone, like, Hey, don't be messing up or else, you know, you, you might get some, I don't give out referrals. What I like, because, you know, referrals, all it is just a piece of paper that's going to come back on a kid. Um, I like to give them a little bit of tough love and, you know, if they mess up, then I'll give them some, um, you know, some discipline physically. Like just a bunch of PT? Yeah, PT, man. That, that's all it is. Because, uh, you know, you're going to get better from PT. Yep. But you might not like it, but it's going to, it's better than you in the long run. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, we have these, uh, these, these bars, we have a, like a wood plank, um, and then we have like these metal bars. So if you get in trouble, they're called girlfriends and boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. kind of, yeah. So um, if you mess up, whether if you're uh, a female, then you got to do boyfriends. Boom. So what you do is you put this uh, whether or whether or not I give you the wood or the uh, the metal, you put this bar on the back on your shoulders. So you have this bar back here and it's, it, I mean, it's, if you weigh like 75 pounds wet, uh-huh. you know, then this bar is like almost half of your weight, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so they're doing squats 
Okay, so they're resting on their neck. and they Yeah, it's right there on their shoulders, and they're doing squats with right. these uh, bars. Or I'll give them push-ups, or I'll, you know, I'll put them through my own little PT test in like a minute and a half of planks. Okay, hold the push-up position. Um, in the, 50 uh, burpees. Something like that. We call them squat thrusts. You oh, know? squat thrusts. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just little things like that, man. Just We do like a seven-minute workout. Um, it's Every like, class? Yes. Okay. For the most part, um, unless we go outside and run or something, but it's a it's seven minutes because it's a it's a high intensity uh, interval training workout. So you do like twelve workouts for thirty seconds each with a ten second rest in between. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, something to get their heart rate up, and they like it because it's yeah. an app. Um, oh, so you just have the app and you're just calling it out. Boom. Squat thrust. Yeah. Okay. Ten second. Okay. Now next. Oh, and there's a wall sits, you know, the next one is, uh, oh, those are hard, like, um, pushups with rotation, you know, so it gives you different exercises to do. Um, but you know, we have like mile Mondays go out and you run a mile. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline, self-discipline. Um, yes, sir. No, sir. In my class, I don't like the word, um, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they try to get away with bro. Like, nope, squat thrust. Let's go. Um, but they're pretty respectful for the most part. But like I said, I, I see a lot of us in these kids and I guess that, you know, that's kind of what, where the leniency comes from. Cause like, man, you know what? I can see myself and that kid, I was doing the same thing he was, but you know, he might be following, following the wrong crowd, but he's still got a good head on the shoulders. Right. He or she. Um, and it's fun. Like I said, you know, it's just, uh, um, every day is different in teaching, man. Every day is different. What I think is cool about it is because that year you could have probably applied to any school in Austin's giant oh, totally. city, right? That means it's a huge place. Totally. You went back to where we were because it's a it's a under it's a low income, underprivileged oh, community, and I feel like. I think it says a lot about you because you want to give back to those kids who need it the most. Hell yeah. I mean, shoot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But, uh, you know, it's. But it's, that, and that, and that says a lot because, like, I think about you like, man, you, you're really giving back because yeah. that's the kids who. Who need uh, it. There's a lot of drama happening at home in a lot oh, of those totally, homes. Man. So I think it's cool. Yeah. Just work, going back and working with that demographic of students is, is uh, in itself pretty rewarding. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. I see all my friends, so, you know, it's like, that's how we used to be. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I feel like it's a lot more rasa now, you know. <laughs> oh, but, for real? Oh, yeah, totally. But, you know, I, I love it, you know, because I can speak Spanish to some of my students um, who predominantly speak Spanish at home. Um, and that's, you know, that's a, a good majority of, of my students. They, they're, you know, at home, they're Spanish speakers. But when they come to, when they come to, uh, to school, you know, they, they speak English. Um, and then they had, they're all clicked up. You know, everybody has their little clicks, <laughs> but it's funny, man. And it, like, you know, I sympathize, like I said, for a lot of them, um, because, you know, I, I, I realize, you know, hey, they're going through tough times, you know, um, it's not tough being a minority nowadays, um, and having to worry about, you know, all kinds of stuff happening, you know, here in the United States and, with families and you know i mean it, it like i said you, you see all the stuff happen on the news but it it affects you know like your students 
differently. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because it's got to be distracting. I mean, there's that coming of age time is distracting anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You compound that with home life, and then you compound that with just being an adolescent, and then yeah. you get to come to your class, and it's like, oh, it's a little, not a distraction, but a different environment than the other oh totally open a book class so i'm sure they look forward to it yeah i try to you know i try to get them before they go to um high school because if you can if you can set the um set it down lay lay the uh the groundwork down now for them before they get to high school then they'll kind of be you know they'll they'll have that mentality and that that respect for people where it's yes ma'am um no ma'am yes sir no sir um, kind of like, you know, like what I try to do, I try to mold them into leaders, uh, of the school, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, be a leader of the school. You put on that uniform, um, show it, you know, show, have some respect, be a leader, help somebody do something good at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if they would have had something like this back when we went to better check, you know, who knows where we, you know, where we'd be. I mean, it, I feel like taking my class and then going into high school you can have um you can be a lot better of a person you know besides maybe not taking my class and just kind of seeing what it's like but yeah um, just instilling all that self-respect self-confidence yeah you gotta have some discipline when you go into high school because high school is a whole nother level yeah and you know in itself and it's uh i don't know when we went to high school you know it was a um it was a trip you know, we were, we had fun, you, you know, go to class and meet up and then <laughs> bounce, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, like I said, I never thought that I would be, um, in high school, if you would ask me what I want to be, I, I, I'll probably tell you, yeah, I don't know, maybe a cop or something. I thought about being a cop, but. Oh, for real? I got to Dude, I had zero idea. There was no, there was no, there was no idea of a what you wanted to do, like a career, job, tap, whatever, all that. Like, and so I keep talking to Diego. Like, we're gonna meet a whole lot of people who do a whole lot of different types of work, and what got oh, yeah. you there? Because I, I was talking to some dude the other day who's from London, mm-hmm. and he was saying, you know, he was watching, you know. Uh, Man, you play somebody over there, and he goes, you know, they got smoked. And mm-hmm. I was telling him when I saw the Galaxy, the LA Galaxy play mm-hmm. Man, you Galaxy had just won the national championship here for MLS, right? Uh huh. So they won the national competition. So they're the best of all of America. Okay. Man, you came to play. It literally was like watching pros play junior high kids. Really. Every move, they were so outperformed on every aspect of everything Who, the on galaxy the field. Were? The, gal- the, the galaxy looked like kids playing <laughs> grownups. I wow. mean, footwork goal. It was eight to one. Wow. I don't even know how they scored, but when I was talking about it, like I go, I was just blown away because I don't know much about soccer, but I, you could, I knew nothing about soccer, but I knew y'all are getting schooled hard right now (laughs) like obviously (laughs) and he goes oh that's because they start recruiting at four five six seven eight years old really they will see talent in a kid Mm -hmm. and move your family like for example messi they moved his whole family 
to the country where he's playing now. Mm-hmm. And he grew up there. They give they give funds to your whole family. They get jobs. They take care of visas. They do all that. And then he wow. just plays soccer. Mm-hmm. You still do school, but they they start training you because they see that passion when you're young. Like, okay, if you're gonna be good at anything, not this good. They want if they want you to be great, yeah. you start super young. Wow. They know how malleable you are. They know how much you can listen. And mm-hmm. if you're given that dedicated attention and respect to you, they give it back. You know, just like you're teaching your kids. Yeah. But it starts super young. So I'm like Diego. Whatever. I kind of feel like whatever you really want to do. Like, all right. I don't want to push you, but if you like, if whatever you like, mm-hmm. well, let's see how far we can kind of like go towards it. Yeah. And it feels weird because do and if you have kids, it's like the waves of interest come and go just like us. Like you take a slice a year out of your life. I bet you were doing this. Oh, the next one you're doing that. And yeah. The next one you're doing this. And it's like, there was never no constant thing mm-hmm. through it all. Yeah. So what I'm just trying to be like steady, you know be here, be around, be part of the life, but also like, hey, let's find what you like. Mm-hmm. And I figure, you know, I'll get crusty and crackly old at some point, but I can <laughs> still I can still chop it up so we can do this. Yeah. You know, um, but so like you're saying, like, so you're teaching these kids that young, that attention, super young, that'll stick yeah. with them for a long time. Exactly. And, you know, that, I mean, like I said, going back to making a change in them, if you can make a change and. You know, just a few of them. Um, and, you know, there seems to be a lot, a lot of... Um, like, what's what's the main... Like, what are kids... Are kids doing anything? Like, what's the craziest thing that they're doing collectively now that you think is crazy? We didn't... Stuff that we didn't do when we were back then. Um, so, let me see. Um, like, none of those stupid... Silly YouTube challenges or any of that nonsense. Uh, do they do know, any they, of that? They, it's funny, man, because like, like, what do they think is important? They have these little fads that come and go. You know, just like when we were in school. I don't, um, I don't know, maybe like uh, those slapstick bracelets. You know, you remember those? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, we have some downstairs. Not, they're not doing anything to. They, they actually, you know. Social media now having a phone. Everybody has a phone. They in have middle phone? school. Do you make them put them away? In my class, there's no phones out, and I I have them turn them off because when you're in my class, I want your undivided and your undivided full attention. Um, now I don't want you know if a phone goes off, I'll make them go uh, answer the phone in front of everybody and put it on speaker. So <laughs> in order to avoid that, and yeah. I was like, I tell them when they're outside lined up, um, to come, you know, ready to come to my class. Hey, phones up, turn your phone, turn your phones on off. So wait, are they allowed to have phones in all the other classes? They can. What? But other teachers don't. Um, some so, of the teachers do. So it's up to the teacher to decide? Uh, yes. And not like I said, my, you know, my kids know, my students <clears> know, <throat> put your phones up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. And some of them will be like, can I put my phone on their desk? I'm like, sure, that's fine. Um, but, you know. So other, not even on vibrate, just off. I, I want it off. I don't want to hear yeah. it. I don't want to hear it. And yeah. which I do hear it a lot of times. It's like. <laughs> I'm like I get check. quiet and I look. And then you kind of see like whose phone it is. Yeah. And then they're like. 
They'll start see, looking to one person. <laughs> you see some eyes. It's funny because when you know when somebody says yeah, I make my whole class do uh, push-ups. So it's it's kind of like you know, all for one, one for all. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if so, give me ten. No, if somebody says that, then I'm like, and I'll try to you know get them here and there by uh, asking them questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yes is okay. Yes. But not yet. Um, so like, hey, how did you, how did, uh, was your weekend? Did you go out and do some fun things this weekend? They're like, waiting to respond. Did you do this? Oh, did you watch the Cowboys game? Yeah. And once they say the word, yeah, everybody looks at that person. They're like, no. And I'm like, all right, let's go 10 push ups. So that way they kind of get it out out of their system, you know. It's like, hey, yes, yes is okay, but yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, when some somebody asks you something, yeah, kind of disrespectful. Yes, yeah. it sounds way better. Yes, sounds definitely better. I mean, I still say yeah, that's fine, but in a school setting, like in a right. classroom setting. Just taking that time to pay attention to how you speak exactly. is important. Exactly. And, you you know, it's little stuff like that that you'll take with you forever, you know. Um, but so I have some really good students, really good students. But they're, um, for the most part, they try to stay out of trouble because they know that if, they, if I get a call or email from their teacher, then they're going to have to do extra work, extra PT when they come to class. Um, and so for the most part, they try to stay out of trouble, but there's a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of things going on at better check, um, that I felt like, you know, we, they, they weren't even, ha- it, some of the stuff was happening. I feel like back when uh, we we're at better check mm-hmm. that's going on now. Um, but nowadays kids are a little bit more risky, um, and that you know, kids are come from other schools, and yeah. It's, uh, Do you think it's because social media makes them want to one up each other? Totally. Okay. Totally. Because that's like, what I think. There's a you know they have like this Snapchat challenge where you gotta. There were, I think some girls were busting eggs or on um, top of each other's heads, and you had to Snapchat it. You know, <laughs> take a video of it on so, Snapchat. All that stuff. Um, Drives me bananas. There's a, 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 a Instagram page with, you know, nothing but school fights on there. And, you know, it's like, I mean, it's come to that point where Dude. It, it, it's sad because these kids don't realize what they're doing. Once you put that on the, you know, the interwebs, it stays on there. You know, it's like forever. a digital footprint forever. Do you think yeah. you it might be deleted? Well, guess what? It's out there. No, because um, I mean... Sometimes, like I keep you probably from listening to podcasts, I I find all these different books, and it's it's not just me. Mm-hmm. It is, and I'm not like hating on technology. I'm hating on social media. Technology is awesome. Yeah, we're able to do this. Yes, I love being able to look up. Oh, I need to do a car repair, or I want to know how to show something. I can. I do the same. I thing. can get the download. It's like watch a video, video tutorial, right? Yeah, I can learn really quick. Shut it down. It's a tool. I use it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Learning how to fix this audio, set this up. Obviously, I found it online. Mm-hmm. Cool. When it comes to the social media part, that's the toxic stuff that I keep hammering on with him. And I know 
I'm trying to show them the line, like, hey, technology is cool when it's used for good. Mm-hmm. Or you can use this power for bad and dumb. Totally. Also, and I don't, I want him to know it's important that it's a good tool and it's also can be bad if you just let it slide mm-hmm. and don't have self-respect. So that's why all these books, and I'm not, I didn't write these books. Right. These are all different types of people mm-hmm. that are pointing at the same thing. Like this is exactly what it's doing to your brain. And it is. And also it's not just for kids. I'm trying to put it out there for grownups to pay attention to like, hey, there's, you know, it's a good side and a, and a dark side. Oh, totally. And I was uh, talking. That's what I worry about for him. And, you know, it sucks you in, man. It really does. I was talking to uh, Salon about this the other day and how, like, we'll take, for instance, Facebook. So I kind of made like a, a little um, thing for myself where I wasn't going to be on Facebook as much this year. Cause I, it was sucking me in, man. It, it's like tractor beams, you know, it sucks you in. <laughs> like, oh man, it's nighttime. <laughs> it's not. I just had breakfast. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Let me see what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I, it's just, I mean, I mean, yes. Sorry. I do have to do, do I have to do 10 pushups? <laughs> no, you're okay. You're okay. We're on vacation. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it really does. And I feel like Facebook has an algorithm of what they want you to see and what they don't want you to see. Of course they do. So, and and, that, and when I saw that, I was like, you know what? They're really catering to like a certain, uh, what they want you to see, like a certain, um, a certain audience, you know? But uh, it's, it's crazy, man. I like Instagram because it's more pictures. So right. I can visually see something on Facebook. It's just, you know, uh, people one talking about their their lives. I understand that's cool. You know, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but then people put all their drama on Facebook too. So you might not really know this person or see, or you know, like you met them back in high school or something. But they're putting all their drama out there for you, like every single bit, ounce, piece, you know, pound of drama. <laughs> Uh, out there for everybody to see and then when they you know when people get called out on it you know they start you know um being a little it's they they take it you know the wrong way and if somebody says like like commenting you know right forget about it you know well i think everything every person wants attention attention we just want attention and we're not and we keep seeking that attention yeah from outside of ourselves. Totally. We want to just get some eyes on us to validate anything that we're doing, good or bad, right? Look at me, look at me. But not taking one day to sit down, be quiet, and think about what are you doing to kind of inch your way towards whatever your interest is mm-hmm. or what the what the bottom line issue is. You probably know, and you're distracting yourself, by not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ways to get distracted now. It's super easy. Oh, super easy to get distracted. So, you know, for example, just I'm on 30. I downloaded that Sam Harris meditation app. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And he's got some other videos or, or audio pieces to show you. Here's what I was thinking today before you get into the meditation. And they're short. They're only like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we took a class, I guess, a year ago. Kind of did it here or there, tried some different apps. Mm-hmm. I couldn't 
I did, they just didn't vibe with me. Okay. And then I tried his, and it's awesome. And then, for example, the other day, this is a little detour, whatever. But just taking 10 minutes to sit down, you get a chance to see what's going on in your own head. Right? So everything's in constant motion in the whole world and universe and this and that. When you sit down quietly and just sit and Mm -hmm. just, I just kind of, I look at it as I'm going to sit down and watch the show because you put no effort. Okay. You're just trying to sit quiet Mm -hmm. and here it comes. Here comes a thought. Here comes something and it just goes away. And you're like, wait, I would, and it's gone. And then, yeah. oh, here comes another thing. You're, you're, you're like into it. You're thinking about it and you're and this thinking. This is why you're meditating. Correct? You're just meditating, aka just sit and just chilling. sit. And it, here comes full power, full vibrance. And then it just goes away. And then what he was talking about, he goes, see that thought, that whole thing. You think you're totally into it. You're paying attention. Mm-hmm. You've got it. And then there it goes. <laughs> and you're like, it's away. trippy. Yeah, you just, yeah. it comes in. You're like, oh, I'm going to, you feel for a second, I'm going to think about this in such detail. And I'll be thinking about this for days. And mm-hmm. then there it goes. And he goes, watch that. He goes, that's, it's crazy. So you just sit back and you right. watch the show, right? And you're like, oh, I didn't know that was what I was thinking about. And then there it goes. <laughs> like, what it's- is happening in my own mind? And, before I forget this thought, so that part has been really cool. Mm-hmm. It's trippy, but you you just get a chance to see what's kicking in the background, yeah, and what you not only not thought about, but what do you find important? What you think might be important? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know. But then he'll have other times when he said, "Okay, for example, he was having a boring, mundane." dinner with his family mm-hmm. kind of quiet nothing exciting nothing bad yeah. just kind of a melancholy well, not melancholy just kind of blase dinner and it was whatever part of him wanted to, to be like hey we should be like excited we're together and i love you kids and i love uh-huh. my wife and this is awesome and it was just normal and he's like we're not appreciating this and blah blah, blah. and he's hyping himself up and he goes like <laughs> okay what I'm just going to imagine for a second that I died yesterday mm-hmm. and then magically I was allowed to come back to my dinner with my family. How excited would I be? <laughs> How happy would I be to be at this boring dinner table with my family? And all of a sudden he's like, oh, he himself then felt so good about being there. He didn't say anything. He mm-hmm. was just thinking that, oh, I'm I'm actually super grateful to be with my family and we're healthy and we're eating food and and then he changed the feeling of the table and they all started talking and being happy. Uh-huh. Just by switching how you're looking at the situation. Mm-hmm. And I know I went away, I don't remember what we were talking about, but just taking a second to think. Just think about, about it. About there's a lot of times where I feel like I have to write down my thoughts because um, like I, I have, I think about so much stuff all the time that if I don't write it down, I'll forget about it. And that's, that's where the, you know, the technology comes in to have something, you know, there within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. I can put it in my notes and then come back to it later. And that's what a lot of my notes, you know, having it, I look at them and like, Oh, 
you know, I have like certain things written down in there. Like, gosh, like I have a number written down in there. Oh crap. Well, what was this number about? And then I have like another note in there and it'll have just a name. And I'm like, shoot. I'm like, well, <laughs> what, what does that? this name pertain to? Like, what, what was I, what was my train of thought or what was I thinking about at that time? You know, it, I, I understand what you're talking about and I should do that, but. Well, case in point, here's my little chicken scratch. And then I finally started doing, I found a, I'm sure there's a thousand out there, like a app, you know, text to type speech notes. Oh, uh-huh. And I've never done it before. And the other day I was driving and I was like, let me try this out. It came in handy. Let's see. Uh, so for example, I was, I was driving in the car and I was like, oh, let me kick this on and just dump these, these thoughts out. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was, I don't know how long, but this is just me talking to the phone. Oh, wow. Okay. Going. That's, a, that's going, about a couple of pages. Going, going. All of that. And I, and I was like, wow, it's true. If I don't, if I didn't just record that, just like I said, that thought would have been gone. Yeah. And so I was happy. Hey, I wrote, I got it. I now, now I need to read it and write it down. Like write I like it. to fix the errors and this and that and just jot it down. But yeah. Say, so, gotta have that memory, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, we remember certain things for so long and then we don't remember. It's like, we don't remember it until somebody else brings it up or something, you know. I wrote this down. So, since this is kind of a dad-son thing, what's one of the fondest memories you have with your pops? Fondest memories? Oh, man. Let's see. Man. It was a, there's been quite a few. But I would have to say probably going um, and posting up alongside of the, uh, the fence there at um at the Air Force Base at the Air, uh, Bergstrom Air Force Base um when we I was probably maybe like 6 or 7 so 8 1986 1987 um we'd go post up park up along the fence and my dad would know you know when certain planes were coming in um and he would be like let's go over here we're going to go watch this uh plane fly in and I remember seeing the SR-71 Blackbird come in. That's so cool. <laughs> that plane was so huge. And, you know, when it was just coming in, it, it's, you know, it's hovering. Um, and just coming through. And it's like this big old piece of flying, of metal, flying metal just coming in. I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever, man. Like, just, you know, it, it's, you're just, you know, up on the fence. You know, you it's like... You wish you could get a little closer, but the fence is there, you know, to obviously hold you back. Um, from dying. From dying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, you know, that's probably, like, one of the fondest memories, just seeing. Just It was just you and him? Just me and my dad that I can remember. Uh, we would go, just go po- uh, post up and, and watch the uh, watch the jets and the planes come through, man. It, you know, I used to have posters, like jet posters and air force posters in my room a long time ago a long time ago so it was seeping into your subconscious it was it was you know and um now that we kind of live by the airport now it it brings back that childhood memory for me um 
seeing the planes um, coming in in your backyard landing. And it kind of remind it, you know, kind of reminds me of my childhood. Yeah, the neighborhood that we live at right now is a is an old Air Force um, personnel uh, neighborhood. So it's, there's some, you know, some old veterans that live back in there. And, you know, for when Bergstrom was. Uh, oh, nice. I just still need to check out your new spot. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. We uh, we have, you know, we got a little corner spot and we have a creek in our backyard or, um, you know, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, but, you know, we're just uh, we haven't even been there. Maybe six months. I think going on six months now, maybe. Oh, that recent? I thought it was longer than that. We've been there since like kind of, uh, it might be six months. Uh, the end of, let me see, Halloween. So we moved in right after Halloween. Okay. And, um, but yeah, that was probably my fondest memory. Just uh, just going to there and looking at the planes coming in. We used to go to the air shows all the time when they would have uh, like air shows there. They go jump in an F sixteen and take uh, some pictures. It was super cool. They would have these um, these you know explosions and you know it's like the planes would come and drop bombs. It, it, you know it's like seeing stuff like that at that age. I just thought it was so cool. Um, but you know that was back when it was an Air Force base. Uh, there was you know there's been a couple other memories. Um, with my dad, you know uh, me we. Uh, we're playing wrestling and he jumped over the couch with me and my mother buddy Ricky mm-hmm. and he jumped over the couch and he was uh, we were wrestling it was like me my dad and, and Ricky and my dad my dad jumped over the couch and then he went to the restroom and I was like I was like is that it man I was about to whoop his butt <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the restroom and he's like I guess one of our couches had a little piece of metal sticking out. Ooh. So uh, now my dad has this gnarly scar on his calf where Ugh. he sliced it, trying to jump over the couch and get us. Sliced his leg. Uh, it was gross. Um, split open. But yeah, it was. Uh, that was kind of like one of my fond memories <laughs> <laughs> of, of dad too. You know, there was... Um, so he's ripped off your shirt like yeah, yeah I, was I took like, you out. Oh, wow, <laughs> I made you bleed. It was it was pretty. That looks nasty. That sounds nasty. I gotta pretty I gotta ask him about that scar. Yeah, you ask him about it next time you see him. But like, hey, how'd you get that scar on your leg? And <laughs> he'll 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 smile and tell you about it. But there's been a couple couple good other moments, man. But you know, just um, I think in you know, moving away from Alvin was probably like the best thing for my mom and dad and and me too. Um, you know, there's a lot of drama going on over there. Always has, always will be. Um, but, you know, it's uh, Alvin, or Austin is like, a, you know, somewhere we escaped to. And now it's, you know, this is this is home, man. I mean, I'll tell everybody, you know, I'm. I'm from Alvin originally, but hey, Austin's home, man. I've been here, right. you know, most of my life. So this, you know, Austin's where it's at. And I used to tell everybody when they used to ask where I lived, I'd be like, "Yeah, I live at the capital. I live in the capital. I live at the capital. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much the capital. If you don't know where Austin's at, you better um, 
You better get a map. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was the coolest thing, man. I'm going to live in the, you know, the capital of Texas, uh, you know, so, you know, um, started from kindergarten all the way up, you know, it's, um, kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. And, um, yeah, my dad is, you know, he's retired and now he's, yeah, he's, he's slim. I call him slim every time I see him looking yeah. good. You're, you he's, he's the folks good, are doing good to eating healthy. Yeah. They lost a ton of weight. They look good. Yeah, man. They're doing really good. So, you know, props to them. Everybody's out of the house now. You yeah. Know, sis is out. I'm out. So now they have a lot of time to just kind of do what they want, you know, whenever dad's in town. So, yeah. Um, he goes and works during the week out of town and comes back for the weekends. So they're doing good, man. But, you know. I think, like I said, with you and Diego, what y'all have going on here is is really good because, like I was saying earlier, you know, he's going to come back and look at this, and you know, he'll he'll get a trip out of it. And you know, over the years, you'll he'll see, you know, maybe this will be something he can do with him with his. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what it'll lead to, but I just like slicing that. Uh, ooh, busted. I like slicing this time. Yeah. Out. Dedicated time. Oh, totally. You know, and he he has fun. Like I, I was happy having you come because I knew you make him laugh. Oh, like yeah. you make me laugh, and like you know, sometimes I get a little serious. I'm like, oh man, you gotta have was fun, I though, was man. I booming him out to being too serious? <laughs> and like it's supposed to be fun too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good times. You know, like I said, every now and then you gotta let loose, and uh, you know, it's um, life is too too short to be serious all the time, man, and. I mean that that's how that's how I am. I, I joke around with Solana a lot. Um but like I said, life is just too short to be serious. You gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. And it, I, I saw something a while a while back. It's like a day without a smile is a day wasted. And so it's like, man, you gotta smile, have fun, live, laugh, and you know, I mean it's kind of like YOLO, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> you only live once, but hey, let's you know, let's let's live it up. Let's have some fun. And let me tell you a quick story of a day <laughs> that made me smile. <laughs> so I we really healthy now, you know, super clean, almost everything, tons mm-hmm. of veggies, you know, totally, almost no dairy, you know, you know, super little meat, mm-hmm. you know, pretty clean, not a lot of sodium, you know, eating good. Yeah. When cool. I was like, I'm gonna go get some pho because I love <laughs> pho and it's delicious. And I had a big old bowl of pho. It was amazing. And I start driving to work, and then I hear the. <laughs> I, ugh, I heard a little. <laughs> I said, "Hmm, this is not good. This is not good." <laughs> Cruising. Was it spicy pho? Yeah, I put a lot of shidacha in there. Just uh-huh. put that in there. Oh yeah, and everything came out. It was it was a massive colon explosion. Oh, <laughs> while you're driving in route to work in the car, <laughs> I could feel it on the back of my calves. Oh man! I said, okay, <laughs> we're gonna make this right turn and go straight home. <laughs> do do do. Be cool. Be cool. 
Was this Dry- <laughs> here in Texas or Cali? Yeah, it was after I came back. So you go. This is what happened when you eat clean for too long. If you eat anything bad, is an eruption. Oh. So cruising home, no big deal. I'm so happy nobody's home. Come inside, <laughs> clean my poop pants. Oh, get that out of there. Wash them. Now I've cleaned the kids' poopy pants for years now. It's no nothing new. But this is grown up pants. This is a new situation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. What I do with these? Do I burn them? Oh. Do, I, do I put them in a bag? Is it, you know the shame? Yeah, I put them in an HEB bag and throw them in the dumpster or whatever. <laughs> you know, and then so I do that. Forget about that shame. I laugh. I definitely smiled all the way to work. Like, wow, that's hilarious. That's so bad. And then like two weeks later, Melissa's like cleaning out the backpacks and snacks out of the kids. She's like, why you got drawers in your backpack? I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> this is a just in case of emergency drawers because apparently I've reached that oh. time where this could happen. Oh, man. <laughs> but not anymore. I'm cool now. I don't, I'm not going to eat a massive bowl of pho from oh. some sketchy spot that was questionably situated anyways <laughs> i mean it's like you, you just gotta let it go man you know so if you gotta go you got that's why i keep a uh water bottle on my truck at all times because you never know when you gotta go pee man you just oh one of those one of those you know like if you, you know pee, you know this is a public forum we're speaking in right yes now. okay um if you have to go use number one um <laughs> Yes. So, you know, it's like how I, if I'm stuck in traffic or something, I can't, you know, go to the restroom. What do I do? You know, you got to have a backup plan. You got to have the backup. <laughs> yes. uh, it's called contingency plans. Yes. Um, we're, we were trying to think ahead of these times, but it, it happened to me while I was in um, going to school in uh, San Marcos, Texas State one time. Actually, it might have happened a few times, but I, I was just had to go so bad and i'm like uh i'm in the parking lot like uh, and so i had to park and then my class is all the way at the top of the hill i'm not gonna make it to class um and i you know i used to so it was uh i would come in get two tacos from Molitas and a dr pepper and then boom and a water and i'm on my way well i drank that dr pepper and you know i tore those tacos up but when i was about to step out of my truck. I was like, oh, I got to go do number one. And they had porta potties there for the the football games. But I was like, ooh, I was like, I'm, uh, I'm not, uh, not going to make it. So I went and checked the porta potty. I was like, okay, cool. They had locks on the doors. No. So I had to go back to my truck, which luckily wasn't that far. And, you know, the water bottle came in Con- handy. Contingency plan executed. Yes. Plan B, <laughs> but you know it's you gotta look, you gotta think about these things, man. Because you know life happens, and you know other stuff happens, and uh, you know we're just just we're, we're human. So you, you know you gotta have a a plan, a backup plan for everything. <laughs> Even that. Even that. There's plans for everything, man. Hey, let's wrap, let's let's wrap it up. I just want to tell you. I appreciate you and your family. Cool, man. I love hanging out with you. Your parents are always there for me. They've been there for me forever. For sure. Your sister and her girlfriend watch the kids for me. And they watch you know she watches it. the dog. Vanessa. She's there for me and us. 
And it's like y'all are y'all are part of my little tiny ecosystem, and y'all have been forever. Appreciate it, man. So I appreciate that. Appreciate y'all having me here. Uh, so you got to come through for dinner, and I'll come over to your spot. Yes, definitely got to come check it out. We plan on having a little um, shindig probably sometime soon. I'll, I'll let you know. All right, let y'all know, and uh, you can swing through or something. Well, even if it's just us, it's easier, you know, bring the kids. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Um, like I said, we we should do this uh, again, maybe some dinner or something. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So I end this. Be healthy, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.